I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. And if you're in no contact, focused on personal growth, my workbook series, The Knowledge, will help you make changes like you've never made before. Available now at AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're gonna to be talking about why they're scared to let you in. So a lot of times we find that we're dating somebody and it's going really well, but for some reason they don't want it to go forward. They seem timid, they get hot and cold, and you can't figure out why. Like what is going on with this person? Or the person? mysterious, he started to pull away or she started to pull away and I had no idea what was going on. Yeah. So today we're going to look deep into what happens with people and why they do that. Because the answer isn't always as simple as you think it would be. No, it isn't. Um, all right. I, what, what, the magic ingredient here is being vulnerable. Vulnerability. And there's a lot of talk about it these days. The accepted expert on vulnerability is named Brené, just the way it sounds, B-R-E-N-E, uh, Brown. And she recently, she's written several books, but she recently did a TED Talk, um, and, which you can get on YouTube. You can get any TED Talk on YouTube. Um, and it's kind of the in thing, all right? So I'm going to talk about it. And the Firestones here um, did a very good job presenting it, I think, okay? Okay. Uh, you have to have vulnerability to have love. All right. That's Everything true. about love induces us to be vulnerable. Suddenly we find ourselves being softer and more open. We are surprised by our feelings of tenderness and compassion for others. Okay? We are unexplainably optimistic about life. Part of what feels so good about love is that it feels so good to feel trusting and safe enough to let our guard down. And that's where the difficulty comes. Okay, what's the difficulty? If you put down your defenses and your walls, then you're vulnerable to being loved, but you're also risking being hurt. That's big. It is big. It really that's is big. big. Being vulnerable is not at all easy, okay? Um, and the only analogy that, that ever worked for me was it's like a snake sheds its skin so that it can grow, right, into a bigger, better snake. But during that period, it has no defenses. So it's almost like you leave yourself kind of defenseless. Or like a crab. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, this frightens us. What happens when this frightens us? Sometimes we pull away. Sometimes we isolate the person who works all the time and then goes on solitary hikes. Sometimes we get controlling of our partner because that distracts us um, from being vulnerable. And sometimes we start to withhold sex and affection. And I think sometimes we act out as well. Of course we do. We yeah, start we fights. Out. Yeah, we start for absolutely. I'm getting too close to you. I'm trusting you too much. This is scaring my defenses all over the place. 
And I think you're stupid. Yeah. And so they look for stupid things to start a fight about. <laughs> and God knows we can all find those. Mm -hmm. um, okay. Um, but we have to be vulnerable if we want to love. That's and true. they make three very clear suggestions on what to do. Number one is be generous. Now, what does that mean? You can be generous with your money. You can buy people gifts, and that's certainly one way to do it. But there are, emotion, there are emotional ways to be generous as well. Uh -huh. um, generous people actively look for opportunities to respond to a need of friends and loved ones. Generosity is expressed by the willingness to drop anything to do a favor or lend a hand. It can be as simple as listening when someone needs to talk. And I think that's the biggest one, particularly your partner. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's true because a lot of times you're so distracted by being on the sure, phone sure. or the TV or the video games or the mm -hmm. computer, mm -hmm. you're not even listening. Right. You're not even being present. Yeah. What did you say? I'm going to get my phone out. But the fact that it's an equal exchange between partners is also extremely important. If you're generous with your time and your attention and your listening, you expect the other party to be able to take it. And that's again part of being vulnerable. It has to be an even exchange. Okay? And there are some people who say, well, this isn't important. If they start to feel like, you know, I really need to talk, and they start, well, this isn't important. I, I shouldn't have these needs. I'm a big tough guy. Right? Yep. Yeah. But that's how you connect. That's how you connect. Exactly right. Generosity is a wonderful thing. And there are some people who are sort of stingy about everything, like Mr. Crab on SpongeBob. He's stingy about everything, especially money. Um, all right. Asking for what you want is huge because people say all the time, um, well, he didn't, he didn't, he didn't, or she didn't, she didn't, she didn't. Did you tell them what you wanted or needed? Well, no. I heard just today, I hinted. No, hints don't do it. You have to be upfront with what you want and what you need. Asking for what you want is difficult for many people because feelings of shame often accompany wanting or needing something from another person. Shame is a painful, primitive emotion that originates in early childhood from incidents when basic needs were not fulfilled. These incidents leave children feeling deeply ashamed of their desire for affection or wanting to be touched or, being, or be seen or be understood. And if you're a little one and you look for that from parents and they don't give it to you, the message to you is you shouldn't have needs. And I've mentioned before, I had a client whose mother actually told her that she had too many needs. Wow. Okay? And if that's the case, then it's going to be very hard to tell your partner that you, you really do have needs. And you have to remind yourself you're not a little kid anymore. You know, you're a big grown-up and you may risk being vulnerable, but you're not going to let it go too far. You know? Yeah. And sometimes people who had those kinds of experiences in childhood become almost desperate to cover up any signs of wanting as adults, and they continue to expect humiliation and shaming if they ask for what they want. Okay, I need 12 hugs a day, what are you gonna do about it? Okay, if you need 12 hugs a day, tell your partner, because otherwise they won't know that. They may think it's only six. Yeah. If you're lucky. <laughs> um, 
Without awareness of your basic wants and needs, you have no way of knowing what is important or meaningful to you. Okay? Think about it. What do you want? I talked to somebody just recently who said, I have no idea. Hmm. You know? They had no idea what they wanted. He had no idea what he wanted. He was kind of hoping that the right career would come along, but he wasn't quite sure what that would be. And he said, it's kind of embarrassing, but I really don't know. All right, so of course I suggested he spend some time thinking about that, you know, and how well his needs were met when he was a kid. I think he thought I arrived from another planet, but he was very polite. Okay, so you have no way of guiding your life if you don't know what your wants and needs are. And more often than parents even think about it or mean it, we're told not to have them. But I mean, if you have six kids and chaos in your house, and a husband who's ill, think about all the crazy things that can happen in a family. And you wouldn't mean to do that to a child, but you easily could, yeah. you know? Um, and the other one that's done to little boys all of the time, you need to act like a man. When the poor oh, kid yeah. is saying, I need a hug, I need something, my this hurts, my that hurts, my stomach, stomach doesn't feel good, act like a man. What kind of a message is that? It's actually the exact opposite. Yeah. When you hug your kids and you make them feel safe and yeah. secure, then they're a lot more likely to act like a man when they become an adult. Exactly. Exactly right. Yeah. It's the exact opposite. Yeah. yeah. So. You don't, kids don't need to learn to be tough when they're little. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Um, the third one is you can express and accept affection. When you offer and accept affection in your intimate relationship, you encourage your vulnerability and discourage any other crazy behaviors you might want to do, like becoming controlling or becoming isolating, becoming isolated. Um, but you need to be able to sit with the closeness. And we've talked about how very difficult that is, that particularly is for avoidant people. Huge. Um, sitting with the closeness. It's sitting very with the closeness. We, it's what we all want. But they say that, you know, it's the thing that scares us the most. It's not easy being vulnerable. Yep. Right? And if you really, really love somebody and you're willing to be vulnerable, you're willing to let them see you warts and all. Okay? Yeah. Um, and it's scary. Yeah. It's so you're scary gonna see, because... You're going to know my good parts and my bad parts. Yeah. It's so scary because of the way, you know, social media has impacted us. You know, you see the next person and you think they're going to be amazing and shiny and new right. and, and shiny, exciting yeah. and then you know the next one comes along and then so it's like you don't really see as many people pushing through the difficult times exactly. and trying to make it work yep. with the person that they're right. with right but you're just going to wind up feeling empty inside if right. you live your life exactly like that. being being vulnerable is not easy but it's absolutely necessary and you don't want to risk it too quickly either we have defenses because we need them. But if you really love somebody and you want to be with them long term, you have to risk it. Okay? Again, I, I don't say do it lightly. Don't drop your guard lightly. Yep. Okay? Um, remaining open and non-defensive in our inter intimate relationships can scare us and make us feel anxious and self-protective. It's a challenge, but we can rise to it by confronting our defensive behaviors and the critical inner voice that supports it. No matter how difficult it may be to become and remain vulnerable, the goal is ultimately worth the effort. 
Only when we break through our defenses and remain vulnerable can we restore loving, true pleasure, and rewarding interactions with our partner. Okay? But it's not easy. Yeah. And how many times do I hear people say, well, I should be tougher. I should be able to handle this without being upset. No, you shouldn't. And don't shut off your feelings because although they can hurt you sometimes, they also are what gives color and spice and all that good stuff to life. And I think there's a big movement out there with men to shut off their feelings, yes. to stay away from women, mm -hmm. you know, to not try and bond or connect with them and, you know, all oh, women are just using us, women are just only want us because we're successful or have money or... Well, yet they overlook the fact that they're maybe picking women because of how attractive they are sure. and not looking at yeah. the full picture of yeah. how they are. But I think that the bottom line is that these guys have been so incredibly hurt, yes. probably starting with their mother. Yes. Yeah, I was just going to say, and there's my favorite question of how's your mother. Yeah, Sure. Um, we all want the closeness, but it's not easy. We are wired to connect. Yes, we are wired to connect. And sometimes I think we push love away out of fear, and we're only half conscious of it. Yeah. Um, but if you find the right person, I hope you'll be able to do it. The more you work at it, the more you work through your own issues, whatever your particular issues are, the more likely you'll either repair things with your ex, or you'll get to a healthier place the next time around, and you'll choose better partners and you'll be the partner that they need. But can you imagine somebody actually saying to you, what do you need from me? What will work for you? What will make you feel loved? Mm -hmm. It's always possible to act, ask directly. Yeah. yeah, and imagine how good you would feel if somebody said it to you. Yeah, think about it. what would that feel like? What do you need from me? How can I make you feel safe and loved? They'd probably call the police and have you evaluated, right? <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, give Margaret a thumbs up on the video for her research on this one. Of course, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net. Sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching and I do Skype. Margaret, of course, is available for Skype coaching. If you feel like I can be helpful to you, please sign up. Just click on Margaret on the top of the website to do that. That's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon.